This November, annual Sherlock's VIP sign-ups receive a free Cocoa and Eve super nourishing coconut and fig hair mask worth £34.90. Purchase VIP as a gift or sign up yourself for just £5 a month or £50 for the year and join the most exclusive VIP scheme in London. From restaurant openings and discounts at bars and hotels to beauty and wellness offers, Sherlock's partners with London's best venues, suppliers and brands to bring its VIPs exclusive monthly offers. Visit sherlocksvip.com to find out more. Welcome to the Sherlock's Highlights podcast with me, Georgie Korishkol. This week, I'm joined by Pascal Day, Lou Huff and Georgina Blesky. Hi, ladies. Hello. Hello. It's quite cold this morning. I'm sitting here in my coat. Lou's sitting here in her hat. Yeah, it's absolutely <laughs> freezing. This office is always really cold on a Monday morning. I know. I did think if I was a really nice employer... I'd come in on a Sunday and... I've heard you say that on. before. I've said it, but I've never oh, done yeah. it. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, if I was a really nice employer, I would give everyone a cashmere beanie emblazoned with sheer luxe to wear in the cold office. <laughs> I'd love to know what everyone's thing would be. Yeah. If I was a, I'd give everyone Mondays off, two-day yeah. Mondays. A two-day week. I'd like all those things. You would. I know yeah. you would, Pascal. <laughs> we're going to start off with a bit of TV. Any TV watching this weekend? The Homecoming with Julia Roberts. <gasps> Oh, I listened to her on a podcast the other day. She was the actress when I was a teenager who I was obsessed with. I mean, you think back to her... You know, the Pelican Brief and... Oh, Erin Brockovich. Erin Brockovich. Yeah. Obviously Pretty Woman. Obviously, that was, you know, early days, wasn't yeah. it? But when she was in Notting Hill, I mean, yeah. the stars aligned yeah. by Junior, <laughs> Julia Roberts in Notting Hill. And I heard her talking about it. I've heard it's really good. Yeah, it's really good. And it's just half an hour episodes. But gripping. Yeah, I've only watched two. So it's just coming to light that she was involved in something that was very different from what she thought it was to do with helping US Army veterans transition from military life into civilian life so she is just so watchable she's so charismatic that actually to be honest she could do anything and I'd say that transfixed how exciting to be able to watch her again Mm. as well because she's not been on our screens for so long I heard her on this podcast she seems like such an amazing mum how old is she now I think she must be about 50 no she looks so good yeah 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 yeah. wow yeah I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed by the volume of things there are to watch. Yes. Really? What are you watching? I watched Strictly for the first time in my <gasps> life. What? <laughs> oh, what did you think? Right. It was okay. Okay. <laughs> Talking <laughs> to two like... massive Strictly fans. Yeah, it's really good. Really it's better than okay on Saturday night. The dancing, really, really good. But this, the booing and the cheering that I just can't stand. I'm like, it's so pantomime. I just wish it was just silence. But like, okay. love the dance. Although I thought Joe was supposed to be really good and his dance this week, I didn't think it was like it's impressive. It's so bizarre how yeah, everybody loves him and uh, he got two tens. I, yeah. I mean, I'm watching a different dance. So my husband is quite a big gambler. He's also an accountant. So, you know, there are a lot of spreadsheets in our life. Uh, but he does <laughs> love to gamble. I used to say on jump racing. Now, just kind of on anything. So he sent me email saying, should I be putting some money on the final of Strictly? He said to me, aren't Ashley and Faye incredible? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, but they're both trained dancers. Yeah. And mm. the public loves Stacey and Joe. Yeah. If you ask me, it's not that good, but he's got two million YouTube followers. He's yeah. like, I wish you knew this much about racing. I'd be a lot more successful. <laughs> uh, so he hasn't put any money on because... 
Well, often a man wins as yeah. well. Yeah, that's true. So it's women Joe voting for win. men, which is a bit of a shame. Yeah. I think it will be Faye, actually, this year. We this are week. team Faye in my house, but I do think Stacey will win. Yeah, I think Faye was the best, but obviously, like you said, she's a dancer. But yeah. Stacey was really good for not being a dancer, yeah. I think. Anyway, definitely Swanee's time to go home, although, you know, we'll miss OT. So our house is becoming addicted to I'm a Celebrity. Oh. So I've not watched it for about 15 years. I didn't realise something like 18 years or 18 what? series. Yes, I know. Wow. Insane. So they've run out of celebrities, obviously, because everyone in it <laughs> seems to be on an ITV programme okay. of some description. And, but it is um, just one big circle. It's one big it? circle. Yeah. You know, they create Love Island, yeah. create a celebrity, then they put it on another show, and that celebrity can then fund another show. Yeah. So it's yeah. just a money-making. It's yeah. Like well, I think the girl that won either last year or the year before was Gogglebox. Yeah. I mean, who's now go. doing the ITV2, you know, here's a bit more yeah. jungle action. But it works, because they're the people that we want to see them do I want the Love stuff. Island crew yeah. in there. Yeah, well, basically. I have to that say... Would that would be Chris I and Don't muck around with yeah. these Z-listers. Just take Love Island exactly. and stick them all in the jungle well we are all a bit obsessed with John Barrowman now oh really <laughs> I don't know who that is he looks a bit like Tom Cruise and he's sort of a musical theatre oh, oh star. I'm not sure he looks like Tom he Cruise he did about That's 15 years ago <laughs> okay he was about 15 years ago and he was in Doctor Who as yeah. well apparently oh god he does look a bit like he Tom looks Cruise. like Tom he's Cruise he's got the bigger brother nose. anyway if no. you haven't got a snake phobia you will after one episode they're just like putting them in tanks with crocodiles no, no, snakes no, enough, everything enough. and we're all sitting there screaming it's actually weirdly and how's Holly getting on she is amazing that's what I actually wanted to say is that Holly Willoughby is fantastic and the chemistry with her and Deck is so brilliant. They're so funny. And apparently everything she wears sells out that day. So every outfit she's wearing each episode is gone. making machine. Well, yeah. I watched Molly's Game. Yes, Amazing film. Isn't it so, so oh, good? I really want to watch yeah, that. So oh. sick. So slick. You'll love it, Lou. Okay. The outfits. Hervé Leger dress after Hervé yeah. Leger dress. And actually, I really love how they show her progression through her clothes. Oh. When yeah, she's yeah, then in the too. hotel suite and it's like bling and yeah. shoes and yeah. just everything. It is hair. so good. Yeah. Is that Edris Elba? Yeah. Yes. He's uh, her lawyer. Yes. Gosh, I'm going to exactly. watch that. I mean, he's brilliant as well, isn't it? He's, so he's cool. amazing. Idris for Bond. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> also, I, Tonya, sorry, just is looking at me now. Have you seen that? No, but my brother was talking to me about it yesterday. So good. So many good ones. I know, I know. I, I really need to get into it. I don't have Amazon Prime, and it seems like all the good ones are on Amazon Prime. Oh my god, Amazon Prime ice is skating. Good. This week's behind the scenes when we got Maya on the ice. Oh my god. Oh, I've heard. She's... I nearly peed my pants <laughs> on bad? the ice. She basically goes out and she goes. Ah! She's like a crow every five seconds. You know, you're just laughing so how my pelvic floor's not great. As I said, I was children. I was like, some peace going to come out in a minute. <laughs> the whole way around. And then we found her a marshal. And literally 10 minutes later, she's still making her way around. Oh, the my God. Bloody funny. Okay, my excuse. Anyway, did make me laugh. Well, the sinner. Some people said it's better than the first. Mm-hmm. Have you seen both? Yes. Oh, well. Love it. Do you love both of them I think the second one might be better ooh yeah okay that's more interesting I think okay it's about a little boy yeah but I'd say it's more about his mum yeah have you seen all of it yet no only two okay I don't I don't want to say any more then okay but But it's good yeah really good you're quite gripped early on yeah I think so like I just can never know what's going to happen in the end I can't predict it I love the idea though that they did a series and it had a start and an ending because sometimes I feel you're just watching something you're never going to get a resolution because yeah. they're expecting yeah. to make 12 series out of it yeah. oh, so how brilliant that there's something that you know is going to conclude yeah. at the end <laughs> let's talk about the housing market oh depressing but actually this piece was not that depressing whilst for many of us getting on the housing ladder 
can seem like a bit of a pipe dream. God, I remember that step. I thought it would never come, but it does come. And we spoke to three women who had all managed via different ways to get onto the housing ladder. Pascal, you wrote this piece. It's very good. I really enjoyed it. I liked it too. And it, it kind of felt very optimistic. Like mm. me and my partner are trying to buy a house in the next year. And we kind of just feel like it's never going to happen. And that like it's too hard to save and live in London. And like mm. just trying to buy somewhere outside of London. And how much it costs to get back in. And it just costs so much. But obviously the first girl, Jade, she's amazing. And she's been saving since she was like born. I want to meet Jade Van Riel. I mean, she is a dynamo, isn't yeah, she? 20% yeah, 20% as well. Like not even just the standard 10%. She saved 20% of her deposit, which is amazing. And she's a grafter. She's like, I worked throughout university every year in the summer. I worked, I saved money, I compromised sacrifice things yeah and it all worked out in the end like i was like didn't you like miss going out with your friends and stuff like that she's like well i go out with them now and Mm. it was hard at the time but now we go out all the time so it's fine like you know there's going to be an end point i think it's fine so she said that she saved from a really really young age she saved to put down a 20 percent deposit without any help from government or family and also she dropped out of uni and i think that's quite like a brave step like i wish i hadn't gone to uni i don't feel like my degree particularly Mm did me any favours like I could have got a job without my degree but I just went anyway because I was young and I was like oh I get to like go out and make new friends and all this kind of stuff and she was just like this doesn't serve any purpose for me I'm I'm just gonna come out with loads of debt yeah yeah she just left and started a job what is her job now she's interiors blogger yeah but she was like a legal publisher I think good for her I had huge respect for her having read this Mm. and as I said she had no help from family or any schemes she just grafted and grafted made her lunch as she said she did say which I thought was a good point and I wrote down when I was reading this yesterday was that she had a good mortgage broker and I remember my husband and I because I was well I wasn't self-employed I was an entrepreneur whatever I was on the box and he was self-employed anyway (laughs) because of our situation and mainly my situation we needed quite a creative mortgage broker and we had this amazing amazing guy because if you go through a traditional one you're just computer says no it's almost like the, the system gets stuck so I did think that was a really good tip. Mm. Pascal, you interviewed marketing manager Faye. They used a help to buy ISA and a mortgage guarantee scheme and they put down 5%. Yes. And they managed to save 14000 for their deposit in a year by just not going out, not having any holidays. Like they weren't on bad salaries, to be fair. But I think that's still pretty impressive to save that much in one year. Mm. And now they live in East Croydon. That's a pretty good place to live. Yeah, for... and it's got really good transport links. Yeah. It? Yeah, it's one of those up and coming areas. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then the last girl you interviewed was Emma Gilbert. She bought via a shared ownership scheme, which is brilliant. 5% deposit. So she had to put down nine grand. Yeah. So she owns 180 grand worth of the property. Yeah. And she's like, you know, a single woman. And I think that's amazing. You can buy in London as someone on your own. Like, that gives you such freedom, I think. Have you looked into the shared ownership? I have, but I just want to do it straight. I don't want to put down a 5% deposit or anything. I just want to put the 10% down, mm. own my house, like, outright. Mm. But if I was single and I wanted to buy, it's probably something I would look at. Yeah. I think you have to be owning your household income. Yeah. If you're a couple, has to be. It's really quite low. It's under 40 grand. Oh, yeah. So when there's two of you, that makes it quite hard. Yeah. I feel so sort of anxious for my children and their generation and how they're ever going to do it. But all I would say is we actually bought our first house really late because we couldn't. 
And you do get there in the end. You've just bought. Yeah, we bought in January. And, and you're what? You're just 30. Yeah, I turned 30 in January and it was the same month that we moved in. Yeah, so, I was about yeah, 30 Yeah, it was too. all the same. But it was a really, really long process. And I was similar to Jade. When I was at uni, I put my loan straight into a savings account and then I worked through uni to kind of pay for that. And literally just saved and saved and saved every single bit that I could so that we were able to do it and we managed to do it by ourselves from everything. And it is so rewarding when you get there and you literally think, oh my God, like there were so many years when I was like, this is never going to happen. The housing market just keeps going up. Mm. And we were quite particular about what we wanted. And when it's that much money, you just don't want to be living in a shithole. Mm. Um, yeah. or, and then have so much work to do. I remember we went into a estate agent once and this lady was like, you just need to get anything. You just need to get whatever your money can go towards. It really doesn't matter if you like it or not. You just need to get on the ladder. And we were like, what? This is the most amount of money we're ever going to spend. We want to be so excited about this. And like, it was just such a horrible mentality. Yeah. We came away just so depressed. And, you know, we managed to get what we wanted in the end. And it was so worth it. Mm. So, My uncle buys and sells property quite a lot. His advice to me and my partner is just buy the worst house on the best street. Yeah. You, you have to yeah. really get over yourself and yeah. let your imagination run. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. You'll get there. Anyway, it's a great piece. I very much enjoyed it. Mm. On the subject of millennial problems, I'm looking at you, Pascal, mm-hmm. your column on the cost of commuting because because one thing that doesn't make getting on the property ladder easy is the cost of commuting. Yeah. Anyway, you had a little rant in this piece. It amused but- me, but you had some very valid Oh my God, it makes me so points. mad like the trains like I went home to see my mum on Friday and it cost me like £40 to be on the train for like an hour and you can't get a seat and like even if you want to cancel your ticket or you want to like change it for a different time you have to pay like £10 to do that and it's just like nothing ever runs on time and yeah I just don't feel like you get anything for your money but you have to pay and more and more and more every year and also they cock it up and you don't get a refund but then they'll put the prices up yeah Mm. exactly Exactly. And like, you know, if we buy somewhere that's a little bit outside of London and we can afford it and it's fine, it's great. The problem is it's going to cost us like five grand a year to know, travel into London. Yeah. It's like... And do you just spend that someone on... Someone told me well, how much yeah. that season ticket was the other day. It literally blew my yeah. mind how mm. many thousands of pounds really? thousands. to commute into yeah. Thousands. Has mm. they worked it out? It would cost you 5,000 a year. Yeah, we were looking at Godalming. Oh, right. And I think it's like 5,000 to get in each and year. And it's not that long a journey, is no, it? Probably half an hour or something? It's like 40. an hour, I Oh, it is think. an hour, okay. But... Brutal. Yeah. yeah. I just think that's crazy. And they'll be delayed and cancellations. So yeah, and I think the not yeah. getting a seat is annoying. Like sometimes we'll go back to Bristol on a Friday night and that train to Swansea is packed out. Yeah. And you literally have to run from the barriers to try and get a seat if you haven't reserved one. And that's and a long journey. It's a really long journey. And it's horrible. You're like sat on suitcases. I remember if you're going back at Christmas and literally like health and safety out the window. Yeah. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and everyone's paying the same price for that ticket. Yeah. Yeah, you're squidged in. And, you know, it only takes a short trip to another country to see how they do it. Where you yeah. kind of go, why are we putting up with this? Yeah. We were in Denmark last summer and we got the train from Copenhagen north along the coast. Half an hour. It's like luxury. Yeah. And I think we paid about 10 quid. Yeah. And everyone had a seat. And it was obviously just like in the middle of a weekday. So, But it was still the school holidays. So it was completely punctual, clean. Yeah. 
wasn't that it was the most luxurious train. It was just you got what you paid it for was. and it worked. Exactly. We went skiing last year to Andermatt, which is Switzerland. Oh, the Swiss trains are incredible. And <laughs> someone said, don't get a car because it's going to be so expensive and it's going to take you longer. It's half the time on the train, but you have to change four times. I was like, how many times? Four times. My husband was like, it'll be fine, it'll be fine. They're all within however long. I was like, what if we miss one? But the trains arrive exactly when they say they're going to yeah. arrive and leave mm. exactly when they say they're going to leave. And it was literally... Yeah. Anyway, deep breath, Pascal. You made it today. Oh. How was the journey this morning? It was okay. I got the bus. It was nice. From the cost of commuting to annual leave and how you make the most of it. Here at this piece. Did you write this piece? I did write this piece. Yeah. Ah. So this piece was about how to use your annual leave to maximum effect. Yes. I remember my brother last year saying he had sort of three weeks off for eight days holiday or something and That's I was so like good. how the hell have you he's like I'm out of the office for three weeks I was like how on earth have you wangled that one he's like I don't think my boss quite realised when I got him <laughs> sign of my holiday what he was giving me but via something like eight days holiday he got three weeks off he was going over Easter that was the key yeah tell us more Pascal I think it's quite confusing, but like there's just certain times of the year where there's like bank holidays. And if you plan your annual leave perfectly, you can just get a massive amount of time off. But at the same time, I feel like it has to be worth it. Like you have to be going on like a big holiday or something like that. Because mm. otherwise, just sat at home. Also, if you work for Sherlock's fastest fingers first. Yeah. yeah. I read this. Take like your like, holiday. Quick. I, I was like, such good advice. If only nobody else could read this. <laughs> yeah. So that I can book these yeah. days. This is the cheat sheet that we sent to 150,000 <laughs> subscribers. So if you're listening and you work in the office of other Sherlock's readers, get on with it. But your holiday. Yeah. They've read it too. <laughs> What's particularly brilliant about this, I think, is that you can take all this time off outside the school holidays I know obviously as a parent and with kids you are stuck with the school holidays that's when you have to that's go true. except maybe with the Easter one but if you've got no kids then that means that you can take advantage of also the lower costs with flying hotels everything and yep. so actually you could do a big I think Mexico is mentioned somewhere yeah. which sounds particularly appealing yeah so I was reading this thinking okay who can I leave my kids with <laughs> so we can take advantage of the 16 days off right. I think that'd be pushing the grandparents over the limit <laughs> yeah it was really interesting this one I know have you two booked anything for next year yet no are nothing are you looking at this so I really am I got back from New York last Monday and I don't work very well when I don't have something else that I'm working towards. So I'm now like, okay, right, next year. Yeah. I sat down with my boyfriend on the weekend and was like, so I know we've just got back, but where do we want to go next year? Like, should we start planning? And he was just like, no, just like, just no. <laughs> just give, just just give me more yet. than a week. To yeah, exactly. Right, to so I think um, my head is just like, like 500 miles ahead. Well, you can start planning. Even exactly. If he's not ready exactly. To. I think yeah. I'm going to do that. Pascal, trips off the agenda, property on the agenda. Yeah, I keep saying to my boyfriend, like, let's just do like a, a weekend away, just a few weekends away. And he's just like, no, can't. We can't do it. But I'll sneak one in there. I know it. <laughs> Well, this is saying Christmas, you take four days off, you get 11. April is eight for 16. May, four for nine. Two opportunities for four for nine. So if your colleagues have put you to the post, then there's two chances in May. August, four for nine. August is a good one. Yeah. Summer. December's an expensive time to go away. Also, I don't know about anyone else, but I just love being at home. Yeah. 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 Hunker saying, down. Oh, should we go away? Yeah, I love it. Because my children actually go back to school a bit later than quite a lot of schools were like should we go away for that week I was like I just want to be at home yeah. I just yeah. of all the times of year I just want to be cosy and on watching Netflix Same. in the evening yeah definitely it's, it's that one yeah on the subject of getting cosy watching Netflix I was interested to know what everyone's sort of go to 
winter recipes. Basically, I want a bit of inspiration. I've got Georgina Blasky in the room. Whenever she talks about anything food or cooking related on the show, I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. I now have raspberry coolie in my kitchen oh, cupboard. Yeah, good. Thanks to you. <laughs> and copious other things that you said. I thought, well, that's a good tip. So what is everyone cooking? Lou, we were in a Uber the other day and you were talking about bellotti beans yeah. and... So we have um, this dish. In our house, it's called netball dish because it used to be made <laughs> after netball training. But it's actually called pasta fagioli. And it's essentially bellotti beans, rosemary, red onion, celery, carrots, chopped tomatoes, and some broken up bits of spaghetti. And it is the most delicious, hearty, winter, sort of stewy, soupy deliciousness. Do you ever buy orzo rice? Do you know what I mean? Orzo pasta. I've never actually bought it, but I've often had it in restaurants and really like it. I mean... I love it. I'm giving cooking tips here. Yeah. Like the worst cook ever. But also it would be good enough. Yeah, really good. Georgina, come on. Give me a weekday easy (laughs) On the spot. My God. Okay, so what have we been having in our house? I think for the kids, it's the kind of meatballs, baked tomato sauce rip a ball of mozzarella so cook off your meatballs first if you're making them yourself obviously I'm not I'm buying them and then tip over a can of tomatoes and stir that through for a bit and then some mozzarella ripped up basil leaves and you can let that bubble and if you've got a pan you can just put under the grill so do it on the hob and then put the pan under the grill and let it all go crispy oh my gosh that's good for the kids it's not so good Um, I could eat that right now and then for a nice kind of winter salad I would get those cubes of what are the combined ones sweet potato and butternut squash ready chopped ready chopped oh who wants to chop a butternut bloody squash (laughs) oh and all the pips a nightmare yeah so put that in the oven and then serve it up with some feta pine nuts some herbs and have that as like a warm winter salad that sounds so good on the to food when it comes to a quick bite out waggers is always top of our list it's always top of my list if you ask me for fast food that tastes good can't beat it are you wagger mama's fans not really i'm afraid well i was until i read this and then i just felt a bit sad <laughs> yeah same um, if i'm honest I sad at what how many calories there are and everything the sugar and salt okay. issue and i was kind of like damn that's why it tastes so good <laughs> because it's quite shocking actually i guess deep down i probably knew mm. but i was in denial just don't have a katsu curry oh there are lots of other good things I like a gyoza. Love a gyoza, but they're quite a lot as well, aren't they? Mm. No, no. Oh, that's not per gyoza. No, God, no. Oh, God, okay, I think that's they, fine. They'd be shut down. Oh, I do like gyoza. <laughs> Selling a gyoza for two hundred calories. <laughs> I love a gyoza. I love. If you want something healthy? The grilled tuna steak on a bed of quinoa, kale, peppers, onion, and edamame beans. Six hundred calories. It's really good. That it's really tasty. Is it really good? It kind of felt like the least wagamama. Yeah, I, I would style. Mm. It's really wagamama style. Okay. <laughs> and and kale and say waggers to me. Until I got to endamami, I'm assuming there's some dressing in there that oh, gives yeah, it the Asian it's twist. It's yummy, by the way. Trust me. Also, the lemongrass noodle salad is really good. Don't have the pad thai salad. Not good. I think pad thai is probably the only thing I've had at waggers, actually. Mm, I think the pad thai is really disappointing. I think there's a lot better things. Maybe that's why I don't like it. I got chatting to a delivery driver recently, and he was off on his shift, a gap student, and he was doing childcare on a Sunday, and then he was driving to Richmond, where he works for delivery. And I was like... 
that's quite hardcore. He was like, yeah, I'm saving for my ski season. And I was like, what are the most popular takeaways, deliveries on a Sunday night? And what do you think he said? I guess. Followed by? Domino's. Yeah, Byron. I think Domino's. Oh, Byron. Say a burger. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Byron. Yeah. yeah. I never said that. I thought it was interesting. No. And I said, what do people order the most? It's interesting what you can get yeah. from people. Yeah. And he said, chicken katsu curry and pad thai. I think the pad thai is overrated, people. Katsu well, curry is you, good, though. Yaki soba is better than that. Yeah. I went to a new place called Red Farm in Covent Garden. and there's oh, I've a heard couple, a lot about this. Yeah, there's one in, I didn't realise, we just stumbled upon it because we actually, thank the Lord, we got turned away from some pretty sort of like Byron and all the usual places. And we passed this place, Red Farm, which I then saw on the menu. There's one on the Upper West Side, there's one in Greenwich Village and one in Covent Garden. And they had this dumpling which is served with a straw and it has soup in. So you Ooh. sip the soup out of the dumpling <laughs> And then inside it's prawn and crab, and it's a normal dumpling. But you have the soup first. Oh my god! It Do was you have a so spoon? nice. Well, I sat with my daughter, and we slurped away on our striped <laughs> straws, feeling kind of super cool, Fun, like we could be in New York. And it was really, yeah, it was Red good. Farm. Red Farm next to Bathazar in Covent Garden. Prawn and crab dumpling—that sounds epic. Yeah, and then bacon and egg fried rice. Ooh. Oh, which actually I thought, oh, it's a bit of a Heston Blumenthal twist, but oh, it wasn't. No, it, you so just good. chuck an egg into fried rice anyway, and it had bits of bacon. So I was like, oh, okay, I get it now. <laughs> pork in special fried rice I love fried yeah. rice yeah. Oh, but it was good my dad lived in Hong Kong when I was a child so I used to go out all the time and I was quite unadventurous and in Chinese restaurants the last thing they bring out is the special fried rice and I'd literally sit there my dad would be like do you want to try this I was like no thanks do you want to try this I used to sit there and be like where is the yeah, fried just rice <laughs> yeah. But, oh so with the like real the Kiko soy yeah. the really salty I used to make a little cup so with a prawn cracker and put my egg fried rice in there and then just eat it out with my cracker oh, oh yeah that sounds good well no one asked me for my recipe tips but I'll give you one <laughs> sorry sorry I'm not offended. I can take it. No, I'm joking. Uh, well, I'm not joking. You didn't ask me, but well, that's okay. I was going to say there's a really good recipe for cauliflower fried rice, which you then just put an egg in and it's really good. Like if you're being really, really healthy, it's quite good. It's quite easy. Also, it's not rice. No, it's cauliflower. A bit of onion, blitz and cauliflower. Yeah. In the wok or the frying pan. Yeah. Add in some peas, carrots. Have you actually made it? Yes, loads of times. Cool. I put corn in it. <laughs> loads of times. I made it loads of times, actually. And <laughs> um, what's the sauce? Bit of soy, an egg, and that's about it. Okay. It's really good. Anyway, for more cooking tips, go to... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get a lot of traffic, so yeah, that's not a winner. Let's change the subject. Let's talk about how to make your hands look younger. I always find in this cold weather, I look at my hands, they look so oh, yeah. haggard. Yeah. And actually, this feature came on the back of us meeting someone recently who had really amazing skin and then we saw her hands and we were like oh that's a bit of a giveaway which was unfortunate in the hand jeans department so anyway rosie wrote this piece had things like cover up with gloves i mean i think that was hilarious reading that like okay if they look old just put some gloves on <laughs> i thought that was a joke that one i think it was more about protecting your hands yeah well just no one can see them actually my mother-in-law has really good hands and she's always horrified because i always wash up when i go to their house and she's always like why not wearing she's ostrich why not wearing rubber gloves 
And I'm like, oh no. And she's really shocked. Do you need to wear rubber gloves? No, I don't. I have a stash under the sink, but I don't ever get them out. And it's definitely a winter thing that I notice. And I sometimes look down at my hands. I'm like, oh, witch's fingers. Oh my God. Gnarly knuckles and yeah. lined and oh, horrible. So I was reading this actually. I'm not going to end up putting like SPF 50 on my hands. Jeez, if it was in too. a hand cream, I would. But I can't imagine kind of getting a sunscreen out especially. But that's definitely made me think next time I buy a hand cream, mm. I will get I an SPF love in it. brown hands. Nails brown are so hands much nice. Can we just go back to rubber gloves though for a minute? Do you wear rubber gloves do? No. Every time my mum comes up, she's like, why aren't the rubber gloves out? Like, <laughs> <laughs> we don't use rubber gloves. They're under the sink. <laughs> Should you like to use them? Mum, I've got like Aesop hand cream. <laughs> yeah. Metro tiles. Why do you wear rubber It's not the look I was going for. No. They don't sell them in elephant's breath, so I can't remember that. Exactly. Why don't they? There's a business. Yeah. Well, they do some ones, but they're not There's a category disruptor. They'll be ever needed, you know, the new Gray's goop hoods. I'm never really sure about I'm leaving here to start a new business. There were jazzy ones once. I remember a few years ago. Yeah, there were. But they were not, they were kind of like, Polka dots. They're a bit kids. Not yeah. But I'm never really sure about the hygiene of them because, like, I don't know, people use them to, like, clean the toilet or whatever and then just, like, put them under the sink and then do the dishes with them. Oh, no, no, I hope they clean them. But how do you clean separate them? Separate gloves. gloves. Wash them. Separate wash things. Hands. No, the gloves, what, you put in the washing machine? Well, no, just hot water, a bit of fairy, rub your hands under the tap. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. I just don't it's really trust them. Cascade rubber gloves? No, I don't trust them either. They've got a very particular smell and I yeah. feel like yeah, that really smells really And smell they're really also And the inside yeah. is quite fluffy. Sometimes if I've done it and I'll take my hand out, I'm like, oh, I've got this like weird like texture inside. of like yeah. fluff on Sweaty my hands. Yeah. yeah. My yeah. mum used to have them. She's a big believer in rubber gloves. I think it's a generation. Yeah, yeah. I it think it is. is. And I'd like put my hand in if it was a bit wet. It would just like freak oh, yeah. me out. I'm like, But you know all these Instagram cleaning stars, Mrs. Pinch and people like that? Are they all in rubber gloves I don't know I don't know. Must yeah, I'm be. not sure. Anyway, I could talk about rubber gloves all day, <laughs> as you can tell. So, Georgina, you were saying sunscreen, maybe. Anything else? Do you consciously think about your hands? I put a cuticle oil on at night before every I go night. to sleep. Pretty much every night now. I didn't use to, but for about the last six months. And when I've gone for a manicure, my beautician has said she's noticed a difference. Mm. So that makes mm. it all but worthwhile. That's more your nails. It's not really the age of the skin on your nails. I know, but it says here that your cuticles age as you get older they become more brittle. Yes. So I think, you know, I do my cuticles and then I'll quite often grab a bit of hand cream, but I'll only put it on when I go to bed, not through the day. Mm. I can't actually stand that feeling of getting the cream on my handbag or on my steering wheel or on door handles. You can't get out the loo because you put too much hand cream on it. It's just annoying. I think you just good nails. But again, it doesn't deal with the skin on your hands, does it? No, my sister says I've got horrible hands oh, anyways. Yeah, you do. Do I? I just have really long fingers. Are you a pianist? No, you I, should I, be a lot of people fingers. ask me that weirdly. <laughs> what a waste of talent. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine what you could have done. <laughs> I do have a piano at home and I do pick things up quite easily. And I think it's because I do have long fingers. I could just stretch them out and reach everything. Are you a good pianist tall then? Because your hands are a reflection of your body shape and height and size, aren't they? Generally, I yeah. think. Yeah, I, guess I don't so. know. I've got a real thing though. people's hands. I could tell you in this office, I know what everyone's hands look like. Really? It's really? Weird. Like Ooh. Sam, I can picture her hands right really? now. Really? Jess, Naya. I think really quiz noticed. question. Yeah. Going on. <laughs> I know. There we go. Talking of getting old, it may be associated with the elderly, but actually getting pneumonia is possible even if you're young, fit, and healthy. 
So we spoke to Dr. Dinesh Silva at Dr. Lay for the Need to Know Facts. Now, I suggest that we write this piece because I know four people who've all had pneumonia in the last two years, I want to say. Two men, two women, one age 32, one age mid-40s, and none of them recognised any symptoms. One of them, he got so ill. He was in hospital for weeks and weeks, and it took him a year to get over it. Mm. And he just thought he was fluey and feeling under the weather. And it's not until he recovered that he's like, God, now I feel well. I realised how ill I was. But he just went on and on thinking he was just a bit under the weather. And he had no underlying health problems? No, not at all. My neighbour's husband's had it and two mums at school have had it. Hmm. One of them, she's 32, she's like run marathons and she had it less severely. Do you know people who have had it? Yeah, I do. I know a couple of people. One guy who was early 40s, well, the last job I was working full time and I remember someone on my team had it. And she was out for about nearly three weeks, I think, on antibiotics resting at home. It's a long time to be ill, nearly a month. I think also we all get lulled into this full sense of security that whatever we get, there's an antibiotic that's going to work and we'll bounce back and, yeah, we're young and it'll be fine. But Mm. actually, it's not always the case. No. It said that actually the flu virus can cause it and that common symptoms include a cough, difficulty breathing, fever, rapid heart rate, sweating, shivering, loss of appetite and chest pain. And it's a don't wait for too long to see a doctor. The sooner it's picked up, the easier it is to treat. I remember my husband going to see this friend of ours who had it and he came home and he was really shocked at how ill he was. He's like, who'd have thought he was going along with pneumonia all that time? Mm-hmm. I think especially with kind of cough and cold symptoms, sometimes people are a bit like, oh, to like man up, like, mm. you know, get a tissue, like yeah. sleep it off. And I think maybe it's British culture, but I think we're a bit like, you'll be fine. Like yeah. just kind of yeah. see it through. You know, you almost feel a bit wet going to the doctors. If mm. you've just got a cough, they're just going, oh, you know, mm. you're fine. But obviously you need to take care of these things. Absolutely. Let's talk about Christmas. Esther Walker, our new columnist, is already feeling the heat. Should the festive period really be all about cooking like it's your last supper? Travelling across the length and breadth of the country to see people you never see at any other time of the year? Or should it just be about chilling out, relaxing? Georgina, what do you think? <laughs> I love this piece. I thought it was really, this really struck a chord with so many people. <laughs> God, It took me back to my first child's first Christmas, six months old, where we said, oh yeah, it's the year to go to my in-laws in Derbyshire. And then on Boxing Day, we're going to drive to the other grandparents in Kent, to my parents, which is a normally kind of maybe a four-hour drive. As we got to kind of hour seven, (gasps) and I think she had just started teething, she was getting her first tooth. I'd been out with her on Christmas Eve all night, pretty much, in someone else's house. We were trying to keep the baby quiet, not wake up anyone else, all of that stuff. And I got to my parents, I was like crossing the Dartford Bridge, breastfeeding, the seatbelt was off. It was like all the safety, health and safety out the window. She was screaming. I was crying. And I got, I just handed her to my mum and just wept. And I was like, how is this fun? How is this fun for them, for me, for the baby? We should have stayed at home. And so then when my son was born, just, well, his birthday was this weekend. So a month before Christmas, I said, I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying at home. I'm never doing that again. And actually, it was a real wake-up call that I think you just worry about pleasing other people and doing things. But I think Esther's right. What she says is a lot of the time we're putting the pressure on ourselves. Mm. And actually, your close friends and family would probably say, just do what you need to do and 
we'll work around, especially if there's new babies involved. But just generally, I think we can all get wrapped up in making it this perfect yeah. white company think, Christmas, which it doesn't need to be. I also think it should be about close friends and family. Yeah. Not this like third cousin that lives no. on the other side of the country that you actually don't really want to see. They didn't really want to see you. I kind of think if you need a family reunion, don't do it at Christmas when you're yeah. battling oh, the traffic no. and carting a million presents around. Yeah, and... and there is just that pressure to like have the best day and all get on so well. Yeah. yeah. I um the last couple of years have deleted Instagram on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Boxing Day, because I think sometimes that like seeing what everybody else is doing in their like perfect Christmases, I think it's just good to shut off. Good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's a good, good idea. idea. Yeah. Did anyone get a Christmas tree this weekend? My boyfriend tried to suggest that we do so we could have max some time no. with the tree it's, it's not like a, it's, it's a new not person. Person. <laughs> um, get to I, know the tree uh, bond with the tree and I said absolutely no way like definitely not till December yeah, and I think yeah, not in like, November. the 7th 8th fine we yeah. drove back from the country yesterday and I saw several Christmas trees I was like what are people there should be a law against yeah. it in fact we even had a Christmas song in the car and I was like no no more That's no, no. we've just got this time next weekend we can go for it yeah but honestly, we drove along and there was the house. Curtains open, Christmas decorations. I was like, it's November. Yeah, yeah. Chill out, people. It's bad enough in the shops, but in someone's home. Yeah. When I was a child, we would honestly get a Christmas tree like three days before Christmas. Yeah. I would be like itching and itching and itching. I am now actually, my children love it so much. I'm like, beginning of December, if we're going to have to bring a tree in the house and move the furniture, then let's make the most of it. Yeah. Also, there's needles shed. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, if you get them too early. Yeah. Yeah, they dry out. They dry out. When are you getting one, Georgina? Oh, I don't know. I quite like to go early, maybe sort of a 8th, 9th December, yeah. but I mm. think it might be later. My husband likes to hang on. He said the C word is banned in the house until December. My daughter keeps kind of going, and he kind of, you can see he's like, oh, his, the tension in the jaw. He's like, no, no, no. So I don't know. But we are away from about Boxing Day. So then I always find, what do you do? Because do you want to come back in that end of the first week of January to a dead, droopy no, tree? Get it out, get Can it out. you kick the tree out on Boxing Day? Is that a bit soon? Yeah, I think if you're see. going away, I'd almost not bother if I was going away. Oh, no. Not bother? No. I wouldn't get away with it, but you know, if I lived on my own. No. Yeah. The other yeah. thing I loved um, Esther's tip was she's not doing a turkey. She's doing beef wellington and cabbage. She's like, roast turkey lunch and all the trimmings is a recipe for a nervous breakdown. There are six of them. Anyway, obviously we're having a turkey. If any of my family listening going, we're having a turkey. My mum's cooking it. But I just like the fact that She's doing it in her own way. That was her point, wasn't it? Like, don't try and do everything. I think if you're hosting, it's got to be your way. Yeah. <laughs> Esther, we're with you. Keep it simple. Do it your own way. And remember that Christmas is about having fun, not sitting in traffic jams. <laughs> yeah. On the subject of Christmas, I think a pretty good Christmas present would be anything from Charlotte Tilbury. If there's anyone listening, wondering what to buy me, I wouldn't say no to anyone, anyone at all. I wouldn't say no to a bit of Charlotte Tilbury. Pascal? I have never used Charlotte Tilbury, but I feel like it's very luxury. We need to change that, Pascal. Have you not used anything Charlotte Tilbury? No, no. You don't wear much makeup, do you? Do you wear anything? I do wear a bit, but more just like tinted moisturiser. I have quite bad skin. So I like you have gorgeous skin. <laughs> Only because like, I don't wear anything. Now we're also <laughs> examining her skin. 
I often wonder what life is like to people who don't have to put makeup on. I think I'd wear more makeup, but a very sensitive skin. So whenever I put anything on, I just get really bad dry skin or I get break out in spots. So. so if you're going out in the evening, if you're going to a Christmas party, mm-hmm. would you put any makeup on? Yeah, yeah. I wear makeup when I go out in the evenings, but in the day I try to just steer clear mostly. Phew, how nice. Oh, all that time I'd have to watch all those Netflix series. Lou, are you a Charlotte Tilbury fan? I love Charlotte Tilbury. If there was like one brand that I could have only one brand of beauty, it would be Charlotte Tilbury. That magic cream is number one on my Christmas wish list. It is quite expensive, which is why I think it's a real treat. I'm a new convert to it. It's yeah. really, really good. So how do you use it? Do you put it on after your moisturiser before? No, it is the moisturiser. It is the moisturiser. Yeah. Okay. But it's also really amazing as a primer for your makeup. Yeah. And that's where it came from. She was putting it on everybody at the shows. And everyone was like, my God, this is so amazing. I actually listened to her on a podcast the other day. And before she started her own brand, she used to consult for lots of brands and help them develop their own product ranges. And the one thing she would never give them was her recipe to her magic cream. Yeah. It does give this really lovely, like, dewy, glowy, healthy, so good. I listened to her on this podcast talk about this magic cream. And everyone was raving about it. And she was telling these stories about it. And I was like, I've got to try this. It can't be that good. It's a moisturizer. It really is that good. God, I need some. I know. Yeah. Well, Christmas. Oh, yeah. See if you're listening. listening. I got bought her big palette, which I think I spoke about on the show once, mm. and it really was a game changer. It had everything in labelled. So I do think if you're after a good Christmas present, it's about yeah. 50 quid. I think it's on Netaport or somewhere like that. But it's sort of one of those things. It suits everyone, and it's kind of paint by numbers. Yeah, um, it's clever how she does so it, It's so clever and so simple. Well, this piece that we wrote was actually a list of the items that always sell out. I mean, how amazing to create a makeup brand where the products sell out. Anyway, the magic cream was on there. Pillow Talk lipstick, which I've is got that. such a good colour, isn't it? Kind of suits everyone. The Bar of Gold palette. Her palettes are really good. Eyes to mesmerise in rose gold and her full fat lashes mascara. Have you used her mascara, Lou? I'm quite particular about the brush on a mascara <laughs> and... I didn't like the brush. So which mascara do you use? Chanel Inimitable Intense. Oh yeah, I use that. Yeah. Or That's Inimitable. Yeah, what? Inimitable? I'm not sure. <laughs> Inimitable? <laughs> Probably. How do you say hummus? Hummus. Humus. Hummus. Are you not a hummus? No, I'm hummus. I mean, there's a long list of things I do say incorrectly. <laughs> hummus you, is you've nailed one. hummus. I've nailed hummus. Tissue yeah. or tissue? Oh, tissue. Yeah. Tissue. So, I know. Tissue. I was away with my brother about a month ago. He got it in the neck for issue and tissue. Oh, <laughs> issue. Like, we're in the same family. We grew up in the same house. How can you say this differently to me? My stepdad says, I got issue. issue. We've got a bit of an issue. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like that on the pop song. No, no, exactly. My friend who's Welsh... She says tooth every time she says oh, yeah. it. Oh. I giggle because she doesn't sound at all Welsh. She'll be like, where's my toothbrush? I'm like, you're what? Still hasn't worn off. <laughs> There's one or two things she says. Anyway, What else from Charlotte Tilbury? Also the retoucher pen I'm obsessed with. Is that her version of Touche Claire? Yeah, so good. I've run out of Touche Claire and I went down to Southside the other day to Debenhams to get a new Touche Claire. But it sells Saint Laurent. So I was like, I'm not going to waste the money on any other brand. And I went into Kiko. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's quite fun in there. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Have you ever bought any Kiko makeup? Yeah. I've bought some stuff for my mum, like some sort of brushes and like cream so blushes. So many brushes. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, cheap makeup. Kiko, mm. I reckon. It's quite good. Seven pounds. 
We're gonna end on a bit of fashion. We're gonna end on velvet trousers because, you know, if you wanna get in the party spirit, what better than velvet trousers? Who owns velvet trousers? My bum is not made for velvet trousers. What? It's way too big for a velvet no. trousers. No. Not like that. a crushed velvet, but like... Oh, that is a... what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Or a legging. Yeah. My friend messaged me the other day and she went, velvet leggings from Zara, what do you think? I was like, no. do you own them? And she was like, I do now. I was like, hmm. Not convinced. Send me a picture. Yeah. If you're listening, you haven't sent me a picture yet, but <laughs> it's because she tried them on and they went back. Love a velvet trouser. I don't know. I'm not convinced. Nice wide leg trouser. Yeah. You're tall. You look great. I don't know. When I think about if you were wearing it, I'd be like, that looks cool. When I think about me wearing it, I think I just would look mental. No. <laughs> like both of these, I think I'd just look crazy. Zara, I've got a really good pair of their elasticated waist. They're kind of that like track pants style. Really loose, really relaxed. I wasn't on the show a few weeks ago and they're uh, absolute winner. Twenty nine ninety nine or something. Really good. Just don't get stuck in the rain of velvet trousers. I had some brand new velvet trousers from Marge and I wore them first day to do the school run. Torrential. Uh, right now now more like crush velvet. I do still it. wear them, but they do people are like, Oh, what have you got in your trousers? I'm like, Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, how do you wash them then? I haven't actually. I think you just don't wash them. I don't well, think you'd need to really wash a trouser shape like that. Okay. Unless you had a disaster. Georgina velvet trousers? I had some old velvet navy J brand. Ooh, jeans. cool. I remember those. Really cool. Uh, it was about six or seven years ago. And they're still there. They're skinny, wardrobe, aren't they? But they're skinny. Yeah. And I'm kind of feeling like that's the problem. The fabric's mm. lovely. The colour's great. Yeah. It's the skinny. I think they should stay in your wardrobe. Yeah. I think avoid that a skinny sales. shape with yeah. it. Yeah. So, so. There's, there's leggings, I'm not sure. No. To your end. No. No one else is doing <laughs> that. Hope you kept the label on. <laughs> And finally, belts. Thanks in part to Gucci, the belt is back. It says here, don't shy away from statement gold buckles, whether it's Western styles or designer-inspired circles. Gucci rip-offs. Another quick hat for elevating your wardrobe. You into a belt? No. I actually only have two belts, but I love them both. One is a very simple Isabel Moran black leather, silver buckle, and then I've got a cool western one which I actually got from Massimo Duty and they do just kind of add a little mm. bit to jeans and kind of simple trousers I actually love a black skinny a black t-shirt yeah. a western style belt yeah. that's like all you need really cool mm. you're nodding you sold yeah I could go for a belt okay I could take a belt <laughs> okay but not well, with the velvet trousers oh. no. <laughs> no. no no well we're gonna leave it there you can go and order yourself a belt Pascal yes. that's it for this week if you enjoyed that then do please Rate, review, subscribe and tell your friends. We'll be back soon. Bye-bye.